Hey, Story Pirates podcast listeners, Lee here. Today's episode features angry farmers, strange pineapple kingdoms, strange human kingdoms, lots of cake, and today's special guest, the actor Abby Trot. All of that and more after these quick words for the grown-ups. Grown-ups, guess what? The Story Pirates just announced brand new dates for the Amazing Adventure Tour. Come see us perform songs like Cat Sit On You and Fart Out Loud Day and improv comedy based on your kids' ideas. You can find tickets at storypirates.com live. The Amazing Adventure Tour is headed to these cities in May. Iowa City, Iowa, St. Paul, Minnesota, Akron, Ohio, Plainfield, Indiana, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Skokie, Illinois, Madison, Wisconsin, and Joliet, Illinois. We would love to see you there. That ticket link again is storypirates.com live. And grownups, did you know that you can share more episodes of the Story Pirates podcast with your kids without even leaving your podcast app? All of our bonus episodes with more coming every month are now available on Story Pirates Podcast Plus. And you can subscribe right in Apple Podcasts. Plus, you'll get our Just Songs and Just Stories feeds, so no more scrolling through episodes to find your kids' favorites. Want even more perks? Story Pirates Podcast Plus is also available in Creator Club where you can get insider access and pre-sale opportunities to upcoming tours or with a premium membership, a free shirt, and access to our brand new Create a Story events where your kids help Lee and Peter build a story that will make it onto the podcast. Learn more at storypirates.com slash podcast. Hey, grown-ups! If you're a fan of comedy, there's a brand new podcast from our friend Justin Bartha that I wanted to tell you about. You may remember Justin from Episode 7 this season. He's the treasure hunter at the Met, and as you heard, a seriously funny actor. Justin's show is called King of the Egg Cream, and in addition to Justin, it has just the most incredible cast. Again, this show's just for grown-ups and probably older kids. Grown-ups, you can take a listen yourself and see what you think. But if you're a fan of hilarious stuff and well-told stories, you will probably like King of the Egg Cream. Here's a taste. Ah, wow. This egg cream is delicious. I wish the chocolate syrup inside wasn't so expensive. If you'd like to save some shekels and have some fun at the same time, make sure you tune into King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. And now, back to the show. Keep pushing! No boulder can stand in our path! You have been felled, puny boulder! Siegfried, baby with a mustache, are you sure we're going the right way? Of course, Rachel. You have to trust in the power of Siegfried's magical rock thingy. It's called a scrying stone. By looking deep into this stone, we may see objects and pathways that have been hidden by magic. According to the stone, this layer is filled with mystical energy. Who knows what we might find? Ooh, can I take a look around with a scrying stone? Please, try to scry and describe what you find. 
So I just look in here and... Whoa! On the ground over there. I think there's a huge pile of money. Scrying stone, reveal the treasure before us! You were right! Three whole dollars! Rachel, what else do you see in this cavern? Uh, I can't quite tell. Scrying stone, reveal what we cannot see! By the Valkyrie's horse, what strange building stands before us? Deep friars, fluorescent lights, and a cash register? It's an underground McBurger chain! We were just bored and said, hey, why don't we write a story? I have a huge imagination. If you only use your eyes, then you'll see less stuff. Chloe came up with the evil farmer, and I came up with the nunchuck Hamilton. We inspire each other. And the world will never be the same. The Story Pirates. Welcome back to the Story Pirates podcast. Where we take stories written by kids and turn them into sketch comedy and songs. And we're taking a break to get a quick bite because we've got three dollars and a whole McBurger chain's right in front of us. What are you two gonna get? I could go for some fries. And I desire the taste of an apple pie, but in the shape of a rectangle. What about you, baby with a mustache? Me? I want a creamy, frozen, delicious McFlurzy. Ooh! Yes! But before we go in, should we do a story first? Yeah, great idea. Scrying Stone, summon the author to introduce it! Hi, I'm Chloe and I'm 10 years old. And I'm Iris and I'm 8 years old. And we live in California. And this is our story, the story of King Pineapple. Fruits and animals of Tropical Island. Put your hands together for your king and mine, King Pineapple! Thank you for coming out to the 50th annual Royal Tropical Island Fest. This is my bear, the Pina Culotta! We have my certified BFF. We grew up together. Say hello to Hamilton the pig. I'm not throwing away my shot. <laughs> and I'm bass guitar. The sweetest pineapple. The pop to my crackle. Married me in chapel. Queen pineapple. You got that right, King Pineapple. Oh, yeah. Mm. Now, are you ready to hear some music? Yeah! He's the coolest pineapple that's around and no one's ever, ever gonna steal his crown cause he's oh, 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 King Pineapple. That's right, he's oh, 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 King Pineapple. <laughs> yes. Thank you, thank you. On to our next tune. What? You're real? I sure am, giant human farmer. I knew it! Wait, what? Giant human farmer? <laughs> For years, people said I was crazy when I told them that I thought I could hear the fruits and animals on my pineapple farm talking to each other. Yeah, it's kind of a rule that we don't talk when you're around. <gasps> What's this? Are you wearing a crown? Let me take a closer look at you. <laughs> 
world's turned upside down. Listen here, I'm King Pineapple and- That's ridiculous. A pineapple cannot be king. This is my pineapple farm. If anyone should be king, it is me. Give it a what? Such insolence! How dare you boo me? I'm your new king! You're no king. Yes, I am. See? I wrote it on my name tag. Right there, King Farmer. And now that I have my own walking, talking pineapple minions to do my biddings, I'll have it all. I can picture it now. I'll even marry this tiny queen pineapple. <laughs> then no one will call me crazy ever again. <laughs> Do you hear yourself? I'm the king. Not for long. I'll throw you far, far away from this island paradise. I'll just wind up and... Throw! No, 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 no! no! I'm flying through the air. All these places are passing below me. Spain, Argentina, Algeria, Santa's workshop. Not necessarily in that order. Hey, wait. What's that getting closer and closer? Oh, where am I? Palm trees as far as the eye can see? I must be in the Sahara Desert. How am I gonna get home to Queen Pineapple and my best friend Hamilton the pig now? You can use all the gifts of a king. Rise up! Hamilton? Queen Pineapple? You're here as well? No, right now we're just voices in your head. Here to support you and help bring you home. Ah, oh, yeah, that totally makes sense. Come back home. Thanks, voices in my mind. I know just what I have to do. I'll use my vast wealth and remote access to outlandish technology to make my way home. First, I'll summon my diamond helicopter. Here I go. Then, I'll sail across the Pacific Ocean in my ultimate deluxe luxury yacht. Here I go. Would Sir care for some ultimate deluxe luxury yacht towels? No time, Pineapple Jeeves. Very good, sir. Next, I'll drive through Mount Everest in my blue and purple sports car. Here I go! Finally, Tenzing. We have made it just three steps from the top of Mount Everest. On your left! Whoa! 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 And now we're all the way at the bottom again. My bed! There, I finally made it back to my tropical island paradise. <laughs> Look at me! Not so fast, evil farmer! King Pineapple? Oh, you're too late. I've already taken over the whole kingdom, and I told all the other humans that my pineapples are talking pineapples. And just because none of them believed me and now think that I've totally lost it, doesn't mean I'm changing course. <laughs> what am I gonna do? What are we gonna do? Queen Pineapple! Hamilton! We're just like our country. We're young, scrappy, and hungry. Well, I wouldn't call us young. We're over 50 years old, but I take your meaning. What you're trying to say is that we should turn into super spies with nunchucks to defeat the evil farmer. Exactly. Quickly, we need to combine all our tropical powers to defeat him. King Pineapple! Hamilton! Queen Pineapple! Super Spies! What's happening? Did you turn into super spies with nunchucks? Oh, that's literally my only weakness! You haven't seen the last of me! <laughs> Wait, what's happening? Where am I going? Oh, this is bad. We did it! Yay! The crowd is still here, Hamilton!
Hamilton? Look around at how lucky we are to be alive right now. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, hold on, Hamilton. Have you been quoting the musical Hamilton this entire time? Uh... Okay, okay, my loyal subjects. Let's end this 50th annual Royal Tropical Island Fest right. He's the coolest pineapple we must say. From that evil farmer, he saved the day. Cause he's oh, 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 King Pineapple. That's right, he's oh, 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 King Pineapple. The end. And now, Lee speaks with the author. Hi, hi. Hi, Chloe and Iris. How are you? Good. Wait, so which one of you is Chloe? Me. I'm the older one. I'm the cooler one. And which of you is Iris? Me. And I'm the way cooler one than Chloe. Not true. Actually, I have my coolometer here, which is this device that I use to register how cool the people I'm talking to are. And you both are equally cool. It's reading out to me right now. Oh. Yay! So how did you two write the story of King Pineapple? So we have a system. We both at the same time yelled two random things. And I, of course, yelled sunglasses. And she yelled pineapple. And we're like, a pineapple with sunglasses. So he's a king. It sounds like it wasn't very difficult for you two to collaborate on this story. We share our mind. Can you tell me more about that? What is it like to know someone so well that it feels like you share a mind? First of all, for being a little sister, it feels like Chloe has way more power than me. But it also feels like I have someone to play around with. Even though I'm older, like, it doesn't define our creativity levels because they're about the same, and that's kind of what makes us such a good writing pair. I love how you respect each other's minds like that. Yeah. Thank you. Can we talk about the evil farmer? What is the deal with this guy? Chloe came up with the evil farmer, and I came up with the nunchuck Hamilton. When I was thinking of the evil farmer... I was just thinking, what has to do with food that's kind of like, oh no, you're removing me from my family. Then I thought, farmer, they harvest them all the time. And he's evil because he's harvesting all the other plants. Okay, so there's another character in your story I wanted to ask about. What can you tell me about Hamilton the pig? Yes, um, Corey, can you come to talk to him right now? Yes. Wait, so is there a pig with you right now? He's in. He's in. He's in. There is a pig there. You just put a pig in a pig pen. Yeah, he, he keeps getting out and trying to eat um, all the things we own. Can I talk to the pig? Yes. Pig, first of all, are you okay there? Are Chloe and Iris treating you okay? That means he's happy. Okay, so he's happy. Good. Were you the inspiration for Hamilton the pig in their story? That means yes. Is there anything you want to tell me about life and the best way to live it? I think he said that he loves life and the best way to live it is in a fun and happy way. Don't worry about the bad stuff. Just think about positive vibes. Wow. That is so inspirational. Thank you, pig. He says you're welcome. Okay, moving away on the helicopter. <laughs> and... <laughs> Chloe and Iris, you told me about the way that you write together by shouting out words at the same time. Can we try that a little bit? Okay, so on the count of three, let's shout a word. Three, two, one. Three. Potato! So a lamppost and a potato, what could that be? 
It could be a lamppost, but instead of a light, there's just a potato, and you just crawl up and eat it, and then the potato just grows back, and it's like infinite eating. Infinite potatoes. Yes. This is the greatest creativity tool I've ever heard. Okay, what else? Three, two, one. Blankets. Leaf blankets. So, like, what if we made a leaf? Like, it just turns into a normal leaf, and then you can extend it into a really cozy blanket. Yeah, like it's a pocket-sized blanket that's like a leaf. I feel like you could do this all day. Yep. We really could. Chloe and Iris, this has been so fun to talk to you both. This has been so fun to talk to you, too. It's a dream come true. (laughs) It's a dream come true for me. Thank you so much. That means a lot. All right. Bye. Wow, that was so great. Another great one. I'm so excited for my McFlurzy. Let's go inside. Welcome to the underground McBurger chain. Can I take your order? We'll take three McFlurzies, please. Oh, I'm sorry. The McFlurzy machine is out of order. Really? I know. This normally never happens. You know, now that I think of it, whenever I go get a McFlurzy on the surface, the machines always seem to be broken. Oh, really? (laughs) That's a weird coincidence. Why are you sweating so much? It's almost as if you're hiding something. I'm not hiding anything. We've got lots of other things you can order, like a hamburger or or french fries or even two hamburgers. Siegfried, activate the scrying stone. Scrying stone, reveal what is hidden. The stone sees all. Behind the McFlurzy machine hides another path. You're keeping all the McFlurzies back there, aren't you? Are you even a real cashier? Oh, fine, you caught me. I'm not just a humble McBurger chain cashier. I'm really... The great Rosie McFlurster, granddaughter of Alistair McFlurster, the man who discovered the McFlurzy. Discovered? Yes. Follow me beyond the McFlurzy machine, and you will see where McFlurzies really come from. The McFlurzy machine was hiding a secret staircase. Yeah, how many stairs are there? A lot. Start walking. One million and three, one million and four. Rachel, there were one million and four stairs. Thanks for that baby with a mustache. Not knowing was going to drive me nuts. Here we are, the source of all McFlurzies, the great McFlurzy fountain. But. This fountain runs dry. Yeah, that's the problem. The fountain hasn't worked for a long time, which probably explains your McFlurzy shortage on the surface. I'm not sure what's wrong with it, but maybe you three can help me by using your magic orb thing. It's actually called a scrying stone. Everybody knows that. I know I always have. You believe my stone holds the key to fixing this fountain? It reveals what can't be seen, right? Maybe you'll see something that I couldn't. It can't hurt to look. Scrying stone, reveal what ails this fountain. Hmm, the stone has shown me that the fountain is experiencing a blockage. Oh, like a clog? Yes, but worry not, for I'll simply use my mighty Loki's brand plunger. Only one who is worthy may wield it. Siegfried, how many mythic Viking tools do you have? Many, but nobody ever asks about them. I just did. Now, plunge at thee! That's no use. Are you sure that's what the scrying stone showed you? Let me look. Scrying stone, show me what the fountain needs. 
Oh, there's a clog because there's too much pressure. Too much pressure? But there's nothing coming out. If anything, there's not enough pressure. Not literal pressure, figurative pressure. Everyone is always demanding McFlurzies from the fountain. I think it's just stressed out. Oh, so what should we do? Don't worry. I used to be a union arbitrator, so I'm great at calming down both people and objects with feelings. I'll talk to it. <clears throat> hey, fountain. How's it going? Are, are you mad at me? Don't just give me the silent treatment. I don't even know what I did wrong. I'm trying my best to help you, and you just want me to figure it all out, don't you? Why should I have to figure out all of your problems? I have problems too, you know. The other day, I found a gray hair. Yeah, right in my cereal. And now, I've got to find out who's dunking their hair in my cereal. Uh, Rachel? It's no use. The fountain won't listen to reason. Why don't I try? Scrying stone, what's up with this fountain? Oh! The way to relieve the fountain's pressure isn't by talking to it. It just needs to be reset. A reset? But how? Probably with this tiny reset button on the back of the fountain. I just need to use my trusty paper clip. Huh. Looks like I'm not the only one carrying around magic tools. And boop. There. A successful reset. Does anybody else hear that cracking from the fountain as if the fountain's cracking? Uh-oh. We'll be right back. Hey, grown-ups. Want to get a personalized audio message from Peter or me for your family? Well, we're going to be surprising one family every month with one. All you have to do is sign up for our email list at storypirates.com slash podcast. We'll send you Story Pirates updates and once a month, one lucky family will receive a message from us customized to your kids and their interests. If you're already on our email list, you're already entered to win each month. If not, join now at storypirates.com slash podcast. Now, back to the show. My grandfather's fountain is completely fallen apart. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. <sighs> I don't think this is your fault. I don't know. The timing is a little suspect. Rachel? Just saying what I thought. I've spent years trying to figure out what's wrong with it, and I haven't gotten any closer. Your scrying stone even revealed three different ways to fix it, and nothing worked. The scrying stone did reveal different pathways for the same problem. Rosie McFlurster, perhaps you should wield the stone yourself. Me? Well, I'll give it a try. <gasps> Scrying stone, please show me what I need to see. Rosie, my dear granddaughter. Grandpa McFlurster? Is that the ghost of Alistair McFlurster? Yes, it appears he's returned to help his granddaughter. Grandpa, I don't know what to do. Your fountain is destroyed. I don't think I'm fit to carry on your legacy. Rosie, my dear, that's pure nonsense. No one is more suited to this task than you. Besides, protecting my fountain isn't your job. It's not 
Of course not. I've taught you everything I know, from running a business to serving McFlurzies to proper fountain construction. What we pass down from generation to generation is not just objects, but information, stories, and knowledge. Your job is not to protect my fountain, but to build your own fountain and to bring McFlurzies to people in your own way. So, it's okay if the fountain you built is gone. Because you will always have the knowledge I've shared. I think I get it. Thanks, Grandpa. I can always count on you. Of course, Rosie. Now you'd better get to it. Looks like you've got three hungry customers. Allison, away! Stand back, everyone. I'm going to rebuild the fountain. And now to push the reset button. Baby with a mustache, may I borrow your paperclip? Sure, but make sure to give it back. Boop. <laughs> it's working! The McFlurzy fountain is flowing again! Yay! And here's a McFlurzy for each of you. Scoop. Finally! That'll be $3. Really? You're still making us pay? Of course. This is a business. Fine. Let's eat! That's treasure well spent. <sighs> All right, Rosie, we've got to get going. No problem. I'm just going to add a few finishing touches to my new fountain. Do you know the way back? The one million and four stairs? That's the way. Should we do another story on our way back? Yeah! yeah! And here to introduce it is the author. Hi, I'm Lyra, and I'm 12 years old. And I'm Welsh, and I'm 9 years old. And we live in Singapore. And this is our story, Stone Cliff. And as is right and tradition here in the land of Stone Cliffs, a peaceful and absolute transition of power must needs take place in front of the Stone Cliffs press corps. Hooray! It is with bitter sweetness that we bid farewell to King Jax. Oh, hey, thank you. It is time for my son, Jack, to take over. I shall remove the crown from my head. Oh! And the transition of power will be complete once King Jax places the crown on the head of his son, Jack. All right, everybody, make space. Oh, no. Squire, drop that beat. It's time for the worm. Oh. Oh. Is that a word? And for my next move, the snake! Oh. 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 <laughs> Jack, while we all agree your dancing is awesome, it's time to become king. I'm ready for that crown! Okay, here you are. The new king of Stone Cliffs! Huzzah! 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 King Jack, will there be a new rule put in place for this kingdom? Yes, there will be. Everyone has to eat cake. <laughs> Very good. I mean, only eat cake ever. It's all cake all the time, baby. Only eat cake? What if someone has cavities? Or allergies? Or is really more of a pie gal? I want everybody in my kingdom to eat great food and have a good time all the time. Right, Dad? Uh, <laughs> uh, well, here's the special cake that I commissioned for tonight. Like a great and beloved ruler once said, let them eat cake. Squire, drop that beat. Yeah! 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 
<laughs> Old King Jacks, do something. I bet if we give it a couple of days, Jack will come to his senses and get sick of cake. I hope you're right and that we aren't having this conversation a few months later. Oh, wow, this Hello. is... Hello! Official press call. As is right and tradition here in the land of Stone Cliffs, we are doing a three-month check-in about our new king. Who has a question? Oh, oh yes, oh, Melanie. So, it's been three months and we're still just eating cake. Can we stop? My cavities. My allergies. Achoo. I'm just really more of a pie gal. Drop that beat. Oh, no. It's time for the caterpillar. All right, that's enough. <laughs> Who dares to stop the king's music? Me, Lizzie, the royal baker. And I've come here today because... <laughs> Hey, hmm? would you stop? You don't even have music to dance to. People should feel like every day of my rule is a party. And what do you eat at parties? Pigs in a blanket. A kale salad. Hi. Cake. King Jack, out. Oh, I'm the king and I'm dancing. Well, you've heard him. Keep with the cake thing. No more questions. Aww. Well, back to the kitchen for me. <sighs> Here we go. Making the king's dinner cake. Psst, Lizzie. <gasps> Mysterious figure in a black cape? You got any <gasps> fruits? We only eat cake in this kingdom, mouse brain. Please, I'm sure you have some. Ooh, for the right price. Oh, jingle, jingle, jingle. Uh, okay. Here, take these apples before we turn them into apple cake. Honey crisps, I can work with this. Now, if I come back tomorrow with something else to trade, can you give me more fruit? I can try. Then I'll see you tomorrow. Here, rubies. For a plum. So delicious, so sweet, and so cold. Gold. For some grapes. Ah, so many on one string. Mmm, scrumptious. Diamonds. For a lemon. I have a feeling this montage might last for a while. Breaking news for Stonecliffs. After several months of eating nothing but cake, people all over the land are opening their doors to fresh fruit. Residents are baffled as to who is leaving these nutrient-rich treats, but some claim to have seen a person in a black cape near the drop sites. When reached for comment, King Jack had this to say. Oh, there, feel it, it's the slug! Ooh, <sighs> Ooh. Whoever is responsible for the fruit, the people of Stone Cliffs are grateful. Lizzie, I've got silver today if you've got those kiwis. Listen, Black Cape, I'm totally on board for your whole thing, but I gotta ask. How do you have so much money? It's simple. <laughs> oh my goodness. Let me help you. <gasps> You're the king. The ex-king. I'm tired of cake. It's gotten me sick. So I thought I would help people out by buying fruit and giving them something other than cake to eat. But why don't you tell your son? He loves this new rule. <laughs> oh, that was a bad one. Please, for you and the kingdom. You're right. Now, here, take this with you. The new king is expecting his lunch. And now this move is what I call the snail out of its shell. Okay, now he is stretching it. Son, this has to stop. Look, it's the old king, and he's dressed in a black cape. Son, you need to stop this cake rule. But dad, no buts, son. This is my first rule as king. If I do take backs, how's it gonna look from here on out? You were an amazing king. How am I supposed to fill those shoes if I mess up? You never made any mistakes when you were king. 
Definitely not true. As is right and tradition, King Jack's made a ton of mistakes. Remember the river rerouting fiasco? Or the donkey program? Uh, no. That's because it was all before you were born. I learned a lot about being king while I was king. The important thing was, I learned to listen to people when they were trying to help me. Like we're all trying to help you now. Maybe I should sit down and tell you more about what it really takes to be a king, instead of just blindly encouraging everything you say and do. Like I did with your dancing. Which is actually totally bad and annoying. Annoyingly awesome? Yeah, I'm gonna let that slide because it's more important to get you to agree to a sit down with me. What do you say, son? It sounds a lot less fun than eating cake all the time every day. But okay, for the good of the people. But you shall still have cake on birthdays? Or pie, if they're more of a pie gal. That sounds like a great idea. Hooray! And as is right and tradition here in the land of stone cliffs, let me declare the end. And now it's time for Story Pirates Roll Call. First up, we received a very short story from Connor, a seven-year-old in Pennsylvania. It's called The Booger Fairy, and it goes like this. Ahem. She goes into your nose and takes out your boogers. Then she leaves you a tooth. The end. Wow, I don't know if I want a visit from The Booger Fairy, but I love your story, Connor. Thanks for sending it in. Next up, a shout out to Ted, a nine-year-old in New Zealand who sent us the story, So Many Sodas so little time. And Ted's story spans hundreds of years and hundreds of millions of dollars of soda that all gets spilled on the narrator. And if you've ever spilled soda on yourself or anywhere else, you know, it's sticky. Thanks, Ted. Next, we have a story from Margot, a four-year-old in Vermont called Training Wheels. And if you thought you knew what training wheels were, well, my friends, Margot has some news for you. Training wheels are not wheels that you use to train you how to ride a bike. No, training wheels are wheels that are training to be big wheels on a bike when they grow up. Yeah, I know. So clever, Margot. Thanks for sending it in. And finally, from Josie, a seven-year-old in California, we have the story, I had a nightmare about a talking hamburger. And like many nightmares, this dream is weird, confusing, and a little spooky. To find out why, you can read this story and all of today's Roll Call stories at storypirates.com slash podcast. That was Roll Call. Now it's time for you to write us a story, and if you don't know what to write, here's a story spark from Lyra and Ralph, the authors of Stone Cliffs. Kids, write us a story about a town, city, or kingdom that gets a new rule. Tell us what the rule is, who made the rule, and why they made the rule. Most of all, do people follow the new rule? Why or why not? That's it for today's episode. Thanks for listening, and a big thanks to today's authors, Chloe, Iris, Lyra, and Ralph. Grown-ups can submit kids' stories and story sparks at storypirates.com. And remember, every single story we receive gets some love. Some story love. 
We'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, stay creative and stay kind. Bye! The Story Pirates Podcast is a production of Story Pirates Studios. Executive produced by Lee Overtree and Benjamin Salka. This episode was produced by Sam Baer, Mike Cavallon, McKenna Cox, Minzwi Karami, Mahela Lawrence, Peter McNerney, Andrew Miller, Megan O'Neill, Lee Overtree, Rachel Winitsky, and Nimini Ware. Our theme song was written by Bobby Lord and produced by Brendan O'Grady. Roll call theme by Andrew Barbado. Musical scoring by Jack Mitchell and Eric Gerson. Our head writer is Minzwi Karami. Staff writers are Mike Cavallon, Mahela Lawrence, and Alexis Simpson. And contributing writers are Dylan Fugel, Peter McNerney, Megan O'Neill, and Lee Overtree. Special guest, Abby Trott. This episode features performances by Maydell Clarice, Langston Darby, Sasha Diamond, Chris Ferry, Alex Golden, Tara Halpern, Quinton Johnson, Alessandro King, Nick Canellis, Caroline Lux, Martha Marion, Peter McNerney, Kent Morita, Emily Olcott, Megan O'Neill, Lee Overtree, Bill Schaefer, Courtney Venez, Rachel Winitsky, and Harry Wood. The King Pineapple Song was written by Peter McNerney and produced by Eric Gerson. Okay, Peter, ready? Ready. One, two, three. Mongoose. Mongoose. Wait, how'd you know I was going to say mongoose? I didn't. But we both said mongoose. Eh, It's just a coincidence. Okay, let's just try again. One, two, three. Centaur. Centaur. Okay, stop it. I swear, I just said the first thing that came into my head. (laughs) If I'm being honest, I don't even know what a centaur is. You don't know what a centaur is? Oh, wait. No, yes, I do know what a centaur is. That's when they count all the people every 10 years? That's census, Peter. You should know that. We made a song about it. Oh, that's what that song's about. (laughs) I thought it was about a half-horse, half-man person. Okay, let's just try it again. And this time, please do not read my mind and say the same word that I'm going to say. The whole point is that we say different words. And then we write a story about it. Like Chloe and Iris said, too. Oh, okay, I got it. One. Okay, Peter. Two. Three. Library. Biblioteca. Peter, you did it. Great job. I knew we had it in us. (laughs) So what do we do now? I have no idea.